Hey, if you haven't checked us out on social media, you should. You can find us on Facebook at Team Carter Family Adventures fan page. On Instagram at Team Carter Family. On YouTube at Team Carter Family Adventures channel. Are you sensing a theme here? And last but certainly not least, our blog is TeamCarter.team. Look forward to seeing you on there. Good evening. Welcome to the Team Carter Family Podcast. I'm David. Adventures Podcast. Team Carter Family Adventures Podcast. There we go. I'm David. I'm Jen. And we're drinking tea and talking to you. Well, talk about tea for a second. I like my tea as hot as humanly possible. Third degree burns. Like, like if it doesn't burn my hand, then, then... It's not hot enough. Then... You ain't trying. Um, so that's one way that I like my tea. He also puts a ton of honey in it, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. So we got this blueberry... Blueberry herbal tea. Blueberry Blueberry tea. flavored with other natural flavors herbal tea from Little. From Little. Or Little, if you're from Rock Hill. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So, um, this is a total sidebar um, unusual plug. If you have been um, thinking about getting into the stock market, now is not a terrible time to take a second look at it. The stock market was down over the last year, and uh, it's, they they say you know they the quote they, unquote, they say, quote unquote. signs indicate that it's it's probably reached the bottom of where it's going to get to. So, and we're not financial advisors, so uh, as with any investing there also comes um a certain amount of risk involved Mm -hmm. so pray about it do what's best for your family Mm -hmm. if you can if it's something that you're interested in hope it goes well for you Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's going well for us right now so anyway we're not, we're, not spon- we're not sponsored to say that we're not sponsored by the stock market (laughs) but i wish it were but i wish it were Um, so anyway, we um, took a uh, little weekend getaway this past this past weekend, and um, it was a long weekend. And we uh, went to Mountain Rest, South Carolina, just north of Wahala, which is in Oconee County, which is kind of close to Clemson. Really close to Georgia. Yeah. You could throw a rock at Georgia yeah, and hit it. South Carolina, like the mountains of South Carolina, Georgia. That area is is referred to in South Carolina as the Golden Triangle. Oh, that's the best. Sorry, no, no, no. Not the Golden Triangle. That's, what? That's in... Um, I was like, really? That's, they call it the Golden Corner. The Golden Corner. Okay. The Golden Triangle would be in Thailand, Laos, and... Uh, China? Up there. Yeah. That's, that's not the same thing. Send it around opium trade. And that's not what it is. That's a great picture of me. On our, on our, on our TV, in our bedroom, we have... Um, Random slideshow. Basically a random slideshow of family yeah. photos through the years. And a photo just come up of me and Eleanor at the Grand Canyon this past summer. And it's like, it's it's me and Elle together and then this incredible vista that of the Grand Canyon. That Grand View. Grand View, that's what it's called? I think so. But the Desert Tower. That was a Desert Watch Tower. That right? was the, it was the viewpoint before you got to the Desert Tower where you, you could sure? get out. Yeah, I think it's Grand View. I think that was at the tower. I don't know. One of those. But it's pretty incredible. It's beautiful. But and now the picture just changed to Miriam being the queen of Dollywood, riding the jumping frog. Frogs with her, with her face painted. Yeah. And her bear hat. That her was bear hat. Um, Good times. So, yeah. We uh, had a weekend getaway. Sometimes, well, not sometimes, relatively frequently, I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get away for a little while. And uh, it's about once a quarter... Roughly. We try and plan a little mini vacation. It doesn't have to be extensive, like a week long. Normally it's a weekend. Or, in this case, uh, because it was the MLK holiday. um, A long weekend. Yeah, a longer weekend. Sometimes it's just a day trip. Right, and sometimes they're day trips. But we we have to do something to kind of reset. Just to, yeah. Just to reset, so. Because if, if it's challenging for me to be at home and not work because the way my job is so I have to uh, I have to intentionally go out of my way to 
put myself in situations where, I, where I'm unable to talk on the phone or, you know. So that's part of it. Part of me. So we went this weekend and um, a cabin up in Mountain Rest. Uh, we So we are members of... Okay, so one of our other goals as a family is we are going to section hike the Foothills Trail as a family. If you don't know what the Foothills Trail is, it is a 77-mile trail that connects two state parks, Oconee State Park to Table Rock State Park. Um, they are about 35 minutes driving distance apart from each other. So it's 77 yeah. miles of walking up and over mountains through the woods, mm-hmm. basically from park to park. And there is... Um, a bit of debate as to which way you walk, which is the correct way. You can walk either way. Um, but f- folks say that if you start at Coney State Park, the first 11 or so miles is flatter walking. I'm not going to say it's totally flat because it's definitely not. There is some elevation gain there. But it's flatter walking next to the Chattooga River, which is the boundary line between Georgia and South Carolina. And so, and so you finish... At Table Rock State Park, which is like this mountain pinnacle. It's Table Rock Mountain. Let's just be real. Table Rock is the crown jewel, in my humble opinion. In the the South Carolina State Parks system, I think Table Rock is the crown jewel of... It's the most scenic, the most... Iconic. Dramatic um, structure. It's a granite peak. Um, You know, you wouldn't think that something like that exists in South Carolina. But it has... It has the most architecture, so the 1930s Civilian Conservation Corps buildings, lodges. There's old swimming holes. It's been there since the 30s. Very (laughs) picturesque, like very much what you would imagine when you think about, you know, a national park. Almost to yeah, it's almost like the national park architecture, and and so it's almost like the same debate as hiking the Appalachian Trail, finishing going northbound, starting in Georgia, ending in. Mount Katahdin, Maine, is like the pinnacle of finishing. Right, you're ending on a high note, literally. So, there you go. Um, so, so, so that's one of our goals. So that's one of our goals. So we are um, section hiking. We are section hiking the Foothills Trail. I'm trying to look the up Foothills Trail. Park architecture. We're section hiking the Foothills Trail and Park architecture. So the majority of people, we have a friend, um, shout out Dave Dubay, hope you're doing well. He did the Foothills Trail, um, I believe a couple years ago, like in the spring, and he finished in five days. So it takes your average person five full days of back-to-back camping to finish. All right, so architecture, the architectural style of of national parks, Um, this is on nps.gov, nationalparkservice.gov. Parkitecture, the NPS rustic style. The birth, of, the birth of national parks in the late 19th century brought with it a, a unique and new, and new style known as National Park Service rustic, or as it's more affectionately known by NPS staff, parkitecture. Infused with native materials, natural whole logs, and built by hand, or meant to look as if it was, parkitecture defines the National Park Service experience and the collective memories of visitors just as much as our natural landscapes. In part, this is because the buildings were designed with the purpose of blending into landscapes instead of imposing upon them. Some of the primary examples of National Park... So... Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon Lodge. Classic. But it's that same... It's that same style... Um, a picture just came up, actually, on our screen of us at, at Table Rock last year, but it's that same style of, like, giant logs, rustic, everything, wood beams. Anyway, it's very cool. But... So we are section hiking the Foothills Trail, and to get access to maps and all that stuff, we joined the Foothills Trail Conservancy, which is a group that um, group of volunteers group of volunteers that maintains the trail. The trail is probably uh, it's it's maintained in part by Duke Energy because it crosses Duke Energy lands, but that might be twenty to thirty percent of the trail. The rest of it is maintained by is maintained by a really active, um, pretty impressive group of volunteers, um, and the majority of that is made up of, by the Foothills Trail Conservancy. Um, also, there's some scouts that do some stuff on it as well. There's quite a few Eagle Scout projects that end up as bridges and, and trail maintenance and bridges that kind and of stuff. Benches yeah. and so back in early November, we went to the um, annual fall gathering of the Foothills Trail Conservancy at Oconee State Park, and um, we had, there was um, 
Let's be real. We went because one of our um, inspirational heroes, uh, Jessica Mills, a.k.a. Dixie, who mm-hmm. runs her Homemade Wanderlust YouTube channel, we found that during, was it before COVID? I can't remember. No, we, that was like, yeah, that was before COVID. We found her when she was hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. And we binge-watched yeah. all her videos. And so since then, she's done a lot of hiking. But anyway, she was the guest speaker, one of the guest speakers, because they had um, a speaker on Friday night. But we, we were able to go up there one night for just a real quick trip, and we heard her speak, and it was so, really cool. So, yeah, she has hiked. She is a triple crowner, as, as, as they call it, and she has hiked the Appalachian Crest Trail. Sorry, sorry, the Appalachian Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, which is in like the middle of the country, roughly. And the Pacific Crest Trail, which is in California, you know, the, the West Coast. The West Coast, yeah. Um, she's done more than that, but those are the three big ones. And I think the shortest one of those is twenty two hundred miles. So it was just cool to hear, you know, she kind of talked through how she, her logistics and how how she motivates herself, and, and um, it was just really neat. And it was it, it was cool for the kids to. To, to see her and meet her because we've been watching her videos for uh-huh. gosh three or four years now she runs a really great family friendly channel not yeah. sponsored by Dixie but we should be no, but homemade we, wonderless but we met amazing. her and got to talk to her and she was just really cool and she's so. extremely nice what you, she's a very, a very genuine person like yeah. who she is on camera is who she is in real life yeah, nothing but positive things to say and yeah it was, a, it was a pleasure meeting her yeah and so it was neat because the cabin that we stayed in at Mountain Rest, um, our hosts were amazing. And so, so all right, we bid on a silent auction while okay. at this meeting. Okay. We bid on a silent auction, and one of the silent auction items that I've been on, there was a number of things, but the, the thing that we won was a weekend stay in in a cabin up in Mountain Rest. Well, this is in November. I, you know, the thing ended. I didn't, I, I didn't think anything about it. I got a call or an email about a week later saying, hey, you won. Woohoo! We never win anything, so that's amazing. We never win anything. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's funny because, yes, we did win it, but because David made a donation to the Foothills Trail Conservancy. So, yeah, so it was, it was it an was, auction. Yeah, it <laughs> was way cheaper. Yeah, it was way cheaper than it would have been had we, you know, went through Airbnb or whatever. Sure. So anyway, we um, that's how we got hooked up there. But it turns out that was the same cabin that Dixie had stayed in. The Jessica stayed in, so that was cool. Um, so the kids stayed in the the bunk the bunk beds where she slept. So that was really neat yeah. to be like, "What? Dixie stayed here!" And it just that was like icing on the cake for us. A little celebrity moment, yeah. In addition to the cabin was on a lake and it was extremely beautiful and it was amazing. So thank you to our wonderful hosts for that. Maybe we'll win it again next year. Maybe um you'll see. I would totally pay. What's funny is I, I don't know how much it would have been, but I would probably pay it. Because <laughs> it was worth it. Especially now knowing knowing what it's like and knowing, kind of knowing what I'm walking into, I would I would probably pay it. But. And, and I don't think this is a cabin that is necessarily on Airbnb cause, or a short-term rental like that because we tried to find it. So it might just be a family and friends kind of thing or their generosity towards the FC, FTC, but... Anyway, we thank them, but I'm not going to say where it was exactly because I don't... Mountain Rest is enough. I don't know if they're... Yeah, I want to publicize. So, But thank you to our hosts. That was incredible. So while we were up there, we did a number of things. We um, hiked to three waterfalls. I believe so. We hiked to three waterfalls. We went to a, a bluegrass music session. We... What else did we do? We went to the fish hatchery. We rode through, we, we ventured into North Carolina just a little bit. Yep. Um, what was neat, I think, is that we, because we were running basically up and down the Foothills Trail on the road uh, that goes from Wahala to up to Whitewater Falls, it was like we passed all the, you know, all the trailheads that you see on the map that were like, oh, we haven't been there yet. But it was neat because we passed like probably five of them. We're like, oh, we gotta check out that. Oh, we gotta check out that next time, um, because we've only done three section hikes to this point. We've done nine miles out of seventy-seven. Yeah, we've section hiked to this point. We section hiked nine miles out of seventy-seven. But we're technically doing doing it twice because when we hike, we we're hiking back to our car. So um, twice we've hiked three point six miles camped turn around and walk back so 
really, if we got to be technical, we've done about 19 miles, but that's only because we've backtracked the same way. So, yep. anyway, it's going to happen. We're going to slowly chink away at it. Um, but this past trip... We did, we knocked off two miles off the Foothills Trail, and you're like, well, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it was a very brisk, chilly day, <laughs> probably like 20 degrees, and I was really proud of us for getting out there, and nobody cried, and nobody cried. we walked from the Burles Ford campground parking area, it's like 0.3 miles from the parking area to the campground, the campground yeah. and let's just say that the campground was really, really nice. And as everything, the Foothills Trail is, if you've never hiked it, it's extremely well-maintained. There's lots of signage. You can't get lost. The trails are extremely well-maintained. Very well-marked. Yeah. Like, it's really well done. And so, this campground, like the trail, it's it's very well thought out. There's bear canisters at this one. There's bear cables where you can hang your bear bags so the mice and bears and critters don't get your food. And... Like, even the backcountry pit toilets were very nice Mm -hmm. and clean, and they weren't trashed or anything. So, good job, volunteers, for cleaning and maintaining, because we were impressed. Well done, maintaining the trail, yeah. Um, And then from the Burles Ford Campground, we hiked... Another quarter mile or so. uh, Yeah, I'd say so. It was two miles total, once we figured out the distance. So, round trip, two miles. Um, I think it was .5 up to the Kings Creek. Yeah. I don't know, but close it was... Close to it. Close to yeah. it. To King Creek Falls, and that was really beautiful. It's about a 30-foot waterfall. 70 foot. 70 foot? If you Google it, they say 70 foot. But what, how are they measuring that, though? Good Lord, it didn't seem that big. With measuring sticks. <laughs> and there lasers. Were, and there were icicles up top, because it was really cold that day, and we saw frost flowers on our hike. We yeah. saw icicles. We saw a light dusting of snow in some parts. Yeah, light dusting of snow. It was it was really cold. It was cold. We all had our cold gear on. By this, you know, so we've been doing this. We've been hiking as a family now for, gosh, two, two years, year and a half. But Maybe two years if you count all the day trip hikes yeah, we've ever been on. If you by, by this point, and it's taken us a while, we finally have... A pretty healthy set of of all all weather gear from, from a standpoint of everybody has rain jackets, everybody has a good heavy coat, everybody has gloves, everybody has mittens, everybody, everybody has, has a, hat. a hat, everybody has legit boots. Everybody has yeah comfortable in this case boots this year because or good shoes or yeah. good tennis shoes with thick socks yeah. But it took us a while to accumulate all that stuff, and then you know the kids will outgrow it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that day, what did we do that day? We tried to walk to another waterfall in Oconee State Park called Hidden Falls. We thought it was only a half a mile. Turns out it was actually two miles. It's two and a half miles one way. So yeah. that's really. It's really five miles. Way more, yeah. So that's way more than. Uh, and that trail is a bit rooty, and one of our kids fell one too many times tripping on roots and falling, face planting basically. And, no. and we were done after about the third time, so. Yeah. And we got about a half mile in and figured out that was actually two and a half miles instead of a half mile in. And then we said, okay, let's turn around and get out of here. Get out of here. So we'll try that again. <sighs> that needs to be like a... a that, two and a half miles... So five miles round trip is a good day hike. Which is why we didn't do it the last time. Because when we got to the... It's a spur trail. So it's not... It's off the Foothills Trail. So we started at Cody State Park. And I believe we walked... Two miles into the hike. It's like a mile and a half, two miles in. And, and then, then and then you hit the spur trail. And so we were like, oh gosh, that's an extra five miles of walking. Like, why would we do that when we still have, <laughs> when we still have a, a mile and a half to go to the first campsite? So we decided we'll have to do that at another time. So maybe we'll do it over the summer when it gets warmer. Um, but of the two waterfalls, Hidden Falls and King Creek Falls, I don't feel like we missed out because... Hidden Falls is a lot smaller, and King Creek Falls was pretty majestic. So yeah, let me see if I can get a picture of Hidden Falls. I don't, I don't think we were missing a ton, but Hidden I think we will have to go back and hike that. Falls. Um, let me see if I can get a picture of this. Let's just see how it compares. Side by side comparison. Uh, it doesn't look like much. I'm not gonna lie to you. This is three years ago, the first week of January. 
temperatures aren't very good. Hang on, let me maybe, maybe because it's winter time too, and so water levels lower. Yeah, maybe we come back in spring and it's like pretty easy hike, but it does take some time to get there. The falls are very pristine, but not too much spoiling like towards fraction. You enjoy. Okay, very beautiful trail and waterfalls. I mean, these nah. pictures are. Nah. You know what it looks like? It looks like Waldrop Stone Falls in Clemson. Yeah, it does. Like pretty, but not like a pretty spilling waterfall, not like cascading and roaring at you. If you have to choose between the two, go see, honestly, go see White Waterfalls because that's just spectacular. Spectacular. So then the next day, that was enough hiking for one day. Um, the next day, we went and drove to. Upper Whitewater Falls, which I didn't know this, but it's actually, the address is in Sapphire, North Carolina. So it's right on the border of South Carolina and North Carolina. Probably it was a 30-minute drive from where we were staying in Mountain Rest. And, and it's beautiful. Like, yeah, how many feet is Whitewater Falls? I mean, that is like... Google a, it right now. Google it. Whitewater upper, Falls. Upper Whitewater Falls. Yeah, Upper White... Wonderful. It's actually in North Carolina. It's just across the line. The um, has a nice parking area with bathrooms, and the hike is only a half a mile, and it's paved, so it is like handicap accessible. Um, half mile walk up to the observation 411 deck. Eleven feet tall. There you is go. Is the height of this waterfall. There that you is, go. That is big. So not as big as High Falls. In actually, High Falls is. I think 125 foot. So this is this is massive. Just kidding. This is this is way bigger than the one we saw at Dupont. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty massive. And so we walked up to the observation deck, and there is a hiking trail, but there are signs that say fatalities have occurred here. Please don't hike to the falls. You know, use caution, all that stuff. So we stayed. On the observation deck, there's um, sets of stairs you can walk down to a lower observation deck, and there was a rainbow over the falls. It was incredible. It was really beautiful. We just must have hit it at a good time on lunchtime. Well, this says 811 feet. What? Um, check my sources here. Google it right now. Four, I'm going to go with the 400 number. Upper Whitewater Falls. Where's 811? Where is that? The biggest waterfall. It's supposed to be one of the highest waterfalls in the on the east coast in the eastern U.S. Wow. It's, it's big. There's it's two pretty dramatic different sections of the falls, but it's a big drop off. But anyway, Upper Whitewater Falls. It's worth a trip. Yes, and you can keep hiking along the foothills trail that joins up at. Whitewater Falls, mm -hmm. but we chose not to do that because <laughs> there are all these signs that say no more waterfall views from this point. So we're like, man. Yeah, of course, the kids wanted to keep going, but right. But, but it was uh, it was also hiking switchbacks down, which means we'd have to come yeah. back up to they get don't, in the car. They don't think about the whole you know you got to go back up thing until mm -hmm. until they're already going back up all the times. Right. Um, so why do we hike, Jen? Why is that our thing? Why well, why have we chosen to? pay lots of money to live like homeless people well and let me just say we have spread out our hiking gear over the course of years so so we have not paid a lot of money we've not paid a lot of money and that's a bit honestly that's one of the big reasons why i like hiking as much as i do is because i can do it you can make it as cheap as you want not it's not totally free because you got to pay gas and get there and you got to buy food but it's about as close to free, to a free activity as you're going to find you know we we bought a $99 tent off of Amazon instead of buying them. You could spend up, upwards of thousands of dollars on a tent. Yeah, you could spend as much money as you want. But we were like, you know what? We have small kids. They're going to poke holes in it probably. Not on purpose, hopefully. But, uh, it, you know, I would be a lot less mad about it if it's a $99 tent. That still is, you know, a good... We've been camping in the rain several times in it, and it hasn't leaked. It's been great. Um... So, yeah, we like it because, I don't know, we just, you can find camping stuff at thrift stores. You can find camping stuff from friends that want to get rid of stuff, and they're like, here you go. Um, and I guess the, the camping aspect of it is just tagged on to the hiking bit because I think of scouts um, because we knew that's something we wanted to do as a family. So I feel like we've been camping more with the scout troops than we have 
now we're kind of like tagging it on as like, oh, okay, we're going to do overnight hikes. Whereas before yeah. we just strictly did day hiking with small children. Cause I mean, how far can a two year old walk? Right. So I don't know. It's good. I mean, we really started when the kids were babies cause I would just wear them in the baby carrier, like a backpack and away we go. But, but still, I think two miles at one point was our absolute max. Like, yeah. so we feel you if you're like, Oh, I can only walk a half a mile, a mile, two miles. Like we have been there. We know <laughs> you got to know your limit. And now I feel like we're just rounding that corner of, okay, now we're doing four and five mile hikes. Um, that's, you know, like for day hiking or, or for night hiking. So, Um, one thing we're going to try and get better at is leaving our house at like 6am so that we can get on the trail before lunch because, because (laughs) we have a bad habit, we have a bad habit of leaving our house at 10, 10 30. And then, you know, by the time we drive halfway across the state and start hiking, it's, it's past lunchtime. It's two or three o'clock. It's two or three o'clock. So we don't have that much time to hike. And usually all we can get in is like three miles. Which, if you're trying to hike a 77-mile trail, that's not a lot. David is on his phone. I'm paying attention. Not talking to me. He's I'm on paying his attention. Phone. I'm watching... Um, football. Football? Who wants a football? Yeah, this is... We're, we're not... we got to get better about leaving earlier. But we like hiking... I'm not because going to say going to happen. I like hiking happen. because we... Here's what's going to happen. What? Is we're trying to do longer distances, and we get up and get up there, you know, one, two, three o'clock, and you can only go, there's only so much daylight, you can only go like maybe three miles. five miles max within that, you know, quarter of a day that you have left. I wouldn't even say five. Like, we did good to do 3.6 both times we did that. I mean... Because kids need breaks, well, kids need I think water, too, you need snacks. I think too, now that they're roughly a year older, I think this year's they're we're going to see their capabilities increase. That's true. I think I think they're going to be because the next section that we're looking to do is four point seven one way. Right. So that's you know Pearls Ford and Sims Field. So that's going to be a haul, man. We're going to have to push on that one. So, but it's going to limit us if we can't get up in time to actually make it there on time we need. But why do you like hiking, Jim? I like hiking because. So far, it's, you know, we're not hiking on cliff edges, and it's in the woods, and so it's relatively safe, and you can let the kids run on ahead as long as, you know, we have boundaries in place of, like, okay, if you come to Trail Junction, stop and wait for us, or if you round the corner and you you don't see us anymore and don't hear us, you should definitely stop and wait <laughs> until we catch up with you, but I feel like it gives them so much independence, like, our nine-year-old likes to walk behind us, and we let her walk behind us, like, how old is she? Oh, well, I was thinking next year. She's eight. Sorry. Don't make her older than she I is. I know. I know. Well, you were talking about, like, next year we're going to see their capabilities. So I was just oh, yeah. imagining she's going to be nine. But anyway, our eight-year-old, sorry, likes to walk behind us a little bit. And just, like, she she really just soaks in, like, alone time. And that gives her some independence and alone time. But we still know she's safe. She's, like, right there. And our five-year-old likes to run ahead. He, he he bounces back and forth. He likes to run ahead, but then he also likes to be close enough to talk to us. So he goes back and forth. And they really open up on the trail. Not that they don't open up at home, because they do, but it's like when you get a kid out, out walking for three miles in the woods, it's like they they want to talk to you a lot, and they mm-hmm. open up about lots of different There's things. There's nothing else and... for them to do but talk to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So they just talk, 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 talk. And then, I don't know, it just... I don't know. It just does something like it, it motivates them to help out a lot. Like as soon as we get to camp, they're super eager to like, let's set up. Like I'll help you set up the tent or like, I'll help you start cooking or I'll get water or I'll get firewood. Firewood's a great thing to let the littles do. Cause you're like, okay, go off and find some firewood so we can have a fire. Find some sticks, buddy. And, and they're just like, phew, like they just go off and do it. Please only have campfires and campfire appropriate settings. Of course. Get if there's a fire ban, please don't have a fire. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's always interesting to see. I, I, I think it's very true that they open up. It's very true they open up. They talk about anything, everything, all kind of questions, all the kid questions you can possibly imagine. Um, what they want to be, what they dream about, what they 
Yeah, so much. Things they're afraid of. You know, things that bad experiences that they had that you haven't heard about until that moment. You know, <laughs> things like somebody did so and so did this and to me, and I, you know, it hurt my feelings or 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 shit. Sometimes Eleanor in particular will come out with like stuff that I did that hurt her feelings a long time ago that I won't even remember. Something I did or said. It's just, I don't know, not that that kind of stuff couldn't happen outside of that environment. Because, of course, it could, but, I don't know, it's just that intentional time together. You're all accomplishing a goal. You're all in kind of a challenging situation. It's just good. It's just good. And don't let fear stop you. And I'm saying that over myself and us just as much as I'm saying it to anybody else. Like, because sometimes, you know... You are like, well, you know, like, especially our first overnight, I was super nervous because I was like, what if something happens and somebody gets hurt and we're like three miles into the woods and David just kind of levels me out and he's like, we're their parents. We take good care of them and we would get them safely out of there. And we just figure and nothing's out. going to happen. Like, I mean, it does take some confidence, you know, in your own abilities. You actually have to have some abilities. Um, it takes a certain, a certain baseline level of physical fitness. Um, you know, physical ability. Um, but and and I understand all that. Um, also, you know, we also do pretty short trips. We're never that far from. We're not out in in the Yukon. <laughs> we're in Walhalla, basically. Um, so we're never that far. And we've, you know, thank the Lord, we've never had anybody get hurt. We've never had an injury. You know, none of us have ever gotten hurt. Nobody's ever fallen off of anything. The kids have fallen. They trip over roots pretty consistently, but it's never been so bad that you know you couldn't you couldn't sit with them for a second, and then they get okay. Um, like David and Miriam hiked um, Table Rock, which is one of the more challenging hikes in the state. Yeah. yeah, like what is it, three and a half miles straight up or something? Yeah. It's basically like if you get on your Stairmaster and you put it to the highest level setting and steepness and just hike that for three hours, that's hike, hi, what that is. Hike the highest setting on your Stairmaster for about three and a half hours and then turn around and walk down Stairmaster on the highest setting for about two hours. And that's what Table Rock is. Um, there's some legitimate rock scrambles at, at the very top. Um it was tough. It was tough. It was tough for me. It was tough for her. But she did it. She did it. Now she feels like she can do anything. And that's why they did it. And I was nervous for them. But, you know, there were adults cheering cheering mm-hmm. you guys on the whole way up. And mm-hmm. they were, you know, congratulating Miriam at the top. And they were just like, wow, there's like some adults that can't even hike this hike. And mm-hmm. you did it. And you're eight. Wow. Like. It's tough, man. Yeah. Yeah. But what's tough about it is you get to the top. It's a hard two and a half miles to the top. And you get to the top, and it, it kind of levels off, and you have another mile to go till you really get to the summit. And so you think you're at the top, but then you're like, nope, I've got another mile to go. you got to mentally get past Governor's Rock, right? Yeah, you got another mile to go before you're actually at the summit. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That's our thing. That's, you know... I do that instead of me playing golf, instead of adult league softball, instead of... Uh, hunt club. Instead of joining the hunting club. Not that any of these things are bad. <laughs> Those things none, are bad. None of these things are bad, by the way. It's just, you know, we were trying to think of, what what is this, what are we saying no to, I'm right? just a weirdo who really likes spending time with my family. <laughs> what are we saying I do, no to I just, do this? I just really enjoy... I like how you put that, Jen. What are you saying no to do this? Thing? What are you saying no to do this? So, so to do hiking trips, it's, you know, it, we do plan these things and, you know, we just, I don't know. Like, we had, we had a, for us, we had a blast going to see four really cool waterfalls. And then the, oh, the other one we saw was, um, we went to Stump House uh, Tunnel park which is owned by the city of Wahala and uh, it's a tunnel that was carved right, for the, right, right, right before the civil war dug by hand by 1500 Irish miners and um, the state lost funding for the project and so they abandoned it and then 
I think Clemson University took it over for a little while, not the digging, but they stored their famous blue cheese in the back part of the cavern, and there's like a cage at the back that you can kind of look through. Um, and so it's about a fourth of a mile walk um, through a cave, which if you're our four-year-old son who's wild about caves and bats right now, and the lizard man, he wanted to go find the lizard man of Lee County in Stonecross Tunnel. Yeah, so we did that, and that was a lot of fun. Um, so you can go do that, learn about the history of Stumphouse Tunnel. It's a really cool, you know, bring shoes you don't care about getting wet and bring a flashlight or your phone because it's dark. Um, and then we, we went from there. There's Isaquina Falls, which is in the same park. You could walk between both attractions. I don't want to say they're attractions, but um, Isaquina Falls is... How big is Isaquina Falls? Mm-hmm. It's pretty tall, too. It's pretty tall. Again, it's not really a hike because there's an observation bridge kind of at the top, and then you walk down... um, 98 feet. 98 feet, a steep incline, and then there's another little observation deck. And we chose, again, not to hike to the bottom of it because then you got to walk back up. So, doing small hikes. Um, David's parents came with us, and that was a lot of fun. We, on purpose, chose waterfalls that you didn't really have to hike a lot to get to um i would say if you're looking for another waterfall or two where you can drive up literally get out of your car and there's a waterfall i would suggest looking glass falls and pisgah national forest which is in um brevard near brevard uh, north carolina and then what's the other one? Oh, um bridal vale falls in highlands north carolina is also a drive up, park your car, get out. Wow, there's a waterfall. Like, no hiking involved. Those are great. Yeah. So, I was watching a... What are you watching? Fight Club? What, are you, watching, what are you watching? Some 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 music teacher in, in L.A. is fighting this kid. Oh, Lord help him. Lord help him. Both parties are... Both parties. Oh, Lord help them both. Um... <laughs> You gotta get off your phone. You gotta get off your phone. <laughs> and then the next video is somebody just face planting into the wall. I love the internet. Um. So yeah, that's 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 our. You know, some people get into Civil War reenactments or Renaissance fairs or. We do love a good Renaissance fair. I just can't get <laughs> we my are never gonna be, dress up. We are never gonna be Ren fair people. Um, I will go. We'll go to eat a turkey leg. I will go to eat a turkey leg and see a jousting upon a steed. Uh, uh, an armored knight upon a steed. I will go, but I I, I don't know that I can be a part of it. Um, <laughs> Which character would you be? <laughs> if you can be a character at a Renaissance Festival, which character... <laughs> Would you audition for and why? I'd be working for the yak lady before so, long. So if you didn't know, you have to audition for every single one of those parts. So even the lady that's passing out flowers, who's like the flower lady, salesman lady, um, at the Ren Fair, like they're all applying. It's like a job. You apply, you audition as your character, and if you get selected, you get to stand out there uh, for eight weekends in October and November. And ply your trade, as they say. And, yeah, there's, like, map makers and jewelry makers. and I mean, it's it's really cool. Leathersmiths and blacksmiths. Leathersmiths. Woodsmiths. And I think helping at the archery tent would be fun and, like, easy job. Yeah, the archery. I would want to do maybe something with music, maybe? Sit there and play the hurdy-gurdy. All day long. Play the hurdy-gurdy. Do y'all know what a hurdy-gurdy is? Some of you do. Some of you do. Some of you are not in your heads, yes. Do you yes. know? If you, I want you to Google it. You should play somebody playing the hurdy-gurdy just so we can get a... Because right now you're like, I don't know what this is. And David's going to play this musical instrument. About. I'm going to say Renaissance Festival. And he's going to play this instrument. And you're going to be like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking right, about. I'm going to play... Okay, y'all probably know this. Theme... To Game of Thrones. Y'all probably know this. Theme to Game of Thrones. You will know this song. This is played... Opening credits. This is played on the hurdy-gurdy. Wait, no, that's not... 
That's the cello. Just kidding. Just kidding. Hang it's on. the cello. Name the song. Do um. Let's try again, shall we? Oh, hang on. I don't want the weird flute. <laughs> that's, okay, that's it. It almost sounds like a bagpipe. Let me get one that's just the girds and not whatever background music they got going on there. Just so you can hear it. Let's see. Maybe this is just the hurdy girdy. Violin mixed with a bagpipe. It's a drone accordion. instrument. Slash accordion. It's a stringed instrument. There's a wheel that you turn. Shout out to your boy. What's this guy's name? Andre Vinogradov. I can't really pronounce it. But look up Hurdy Gurdy. It's like 10 million views three years ago. Look up Hurdy Gurdy re Reverse Dance is the song. The first comment is, the guy who plays this definitely has a side quest. Yes. Side quest? He's the quest giver that gives that links to the new in-game DLC content. For a Christmas gift for David Carter next year, his size is a hurdy gurdy. I wear a size hurdy gurdy. He wears a size hurdy gurdy. I got, I, I got to be transparent. Those things are kind of expensive. So. He would like a hurdy gurdy. However, we, uh, after researching a lot of them, we pretty much have to go to Eastern Europe to find one. So they're made in Ukraine. Yep, and the Netherlands <laughs> and Netherlands. Estonia. So anyway, in Lithuania, we're gonna have to go over there and. Procure one and bring it back. I was gonna say something. Sip something. Sorry, we were talking about hurdy gurdy. Oh, so while we were at the cabin, one of the amazing things about this cabin is that there is only one TV, and there is internet, but it's not very good internet. And let me tell you, that's a good thing. Um, so there's one TV, and it's in the kids' kids' room, and it only plays DVDs. And it, it, it's not even cable, it's, so it, and there's a DVD player. And there's only one movie there. And the movie that they had... And the TV's only black and white for some reason. I don't know what's up with that. The TV's only black and white. And there's only enough batteries for one remote. So you got to switch the batteries back and forth between the remotes when you want to use them. <laughs> but there's only one movie. It's... What, what How bad do you want to watch TV? What year that movie come out? Like 20... I don't know. The, it was Pride and Prejudice. The Keira Knightley version. Keira Knightley. And I love that movie. And 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 guess which one of our children was like uh, deeply enthralled. 2005. Loves, 2005. The 2005 Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley. Yeah. Deeply fell in love with the love story between... Uh, Lizzie Bennett and Mr. Darcy. And it Classic. was beautiful. And it was wonderful. So... 
watched Pride and Prejudice. It was great. So they watched Pride and Prejudice. Grady tried to watch it, but he got about seven minutes into it and started wrestling with one of the sisters. So he got kicked out of there. And then Eleanor kind of watched it, but Miriam was paying rapt attention. Even in black and white. It's not supposed to be black and white, by the way. Even in black and white, she was watching it very closely. So, so um, next time, do we have DVDs still? Do we have any DVDs? We do. We just haven't hooked up our ancient DVD player to the TV. That's true. We have a DVD slash VCR. So, pretty, you know, deal with that. So maybe we take some more DVDs next time. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, I kind of like not having a lot of other things to do. Not yeah. having my internet. It also gives me the ability to say, like, hey, listen, I, I literally cannot respond to you because I'm in a place with no cell reception. Now, I went there on purpose for that specific reason, but that's true. I'm in a spot with no cell reception. And that's also why we like to go places, because when you're not at the house, you can't destroy the house. So. Very true. Or get the house unclean that you just cleaned after breakfast. So we gotta, gotta get out and about. Very true. Um, didn't hike this hike this time, but we've done it before. Yellow Branch Falls is a nice one. Yellow Branch is a good one. Man. In Sumter National Forest in Wahala, yeah, Mountain that's, Rest that's area. Good. That's like uh, two miles, two and a half miles. Two and a half miles. Two and a half miles one way. Uh, we went in the fall last time, and it was packed. It was really nice, though. Yeah, it was beautiful. The leaves were really pretty. It was, it was, there was a lot of people there. But mm-hmm. that's a good one. Um, that's long enough for a nice for a nice day trip mm-hmm. through where, like, you can go kind of early morning-ish. Take a picnic with you. Take a picnic, eat lunch when you're there, hike back, come back, take showers, take naps. You know, just feel like you earned it. And then get up at night and eat dinner. And, you know, feel like you actually earned it. Yeah. The yellow branch is a good one. I I don't feel like we're at the point right now where we can wet, go whitewater rafting. Although I know people in college that have done whitewater on the Chituga, and it's amazing. It's supposed to be incredible. The Chituga is a wild and scenic river. I mean, it's about as wild as you can get for body of water in the southeast. It is hard to get to. It is rugged. And it is very cool. Um, we had to hike in. I mean, there's no... The only bridge over it... There's one bridge? Am I saying that right? There's that access parking okay. area where both sluices, where you can watch it. Yeah. Which that, is what we've done is before, that but that's... Bridge? Let's see. Bridge over the Yeah, Highway 76, I think, is the only bridge. So from, you know, from Walhalla, up through Mountain Rest, over Long Creek, and, and then jump on Highway 76, I'm also 184, but that doesn't really count. Because once it gets down, Cherry Creek Boys School, once it gets down there, it kind of turns into, you know, like a lake, because there's a dam a little further down. So that doesn't really do it. You know, Hartwell, Georgia, and all that. It doesn't really do it. Really, you're gonna want to uh, Toluca Falls. You're gonna want to catch it up um, on from Long Creek on Highway 76. That's the one you really want. So we'll do that later when the kids are older. Like, how old do you have to be to go whitewater rafting? Like, middle school. Oh, there's also 29. Okay, there's two. There's also 29 uh, Russell Bridge over the Chattooga, but that's not the. Trail. Or is it Barcher based on weight? Birds. A kid has to be, what, 65 pounds to go whitewater rafting or something? Yeah. Okay, Ford. so. Yeah, man. So we were, like, right there by the river, Janet, Burles Ford. Yeah. If we would have walked down, we would have been on the river right there. Yep. Yeah. That's a Ford. That's not... Can you drive across that? You can't drive across that, can Burles Ford is different from the camping campground, though. Is it? Yeah. Spoonauger Falls is back Yeah, we didn't go to Spoonauger, but we could have. Ellicott Rock is back the other way. Yeah. yeah so so next time we're probably... There's three bridges. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, really just two, really just two. Because you got Highway 29 really feels... Well, the really Russell Bridge. And that's the west fork of the Chattooga. And then Slim Bridge. And you got... That doesn't go over it, though. Oh. 
I mean, that goes over. You can't drive over. I don't know. That's oh, that's okay. I see what you're And you got 76 right there. You, it's it's worth going to where 76 crosses over because you can just sit there and watch the watch the Raptors go over Bull Sleuth and fly out. Uh, that's very cool. Now, is that Fall Creek Falls? That's interesting. So in the future, we're looking forward to getting more involved with the Foothills Trail Conservancy as well as hiking the entirety of the Foothills Trail so we can get our Peregrine Award. That would be nice. That's what we're working towards. Uh, so, you know, the long-term goal is we want to be able to either section hike or through hike the AT. And we feel like this is a good first step to make it through section hiking, especially while the kids are little. Get them in the habit of it. Get them some basic skills built up. You know, build up their build up their endurance, their tolerance, basically. And so that when we go out, I I think it's just a big bite to take when you go out. Let's say you go out in February, which is when most people start the AT for a through hike. You go out in February and it's snowing and 12 degrees outside in Georgia, and you expect <laughs> people to be able to. I don't know that I can muscle through that. Most people, the official start date, suggested start date is like mid-April. But the reason why a lot of people start earlier is because if you have small kids, like um, the Sutton family, Harvey Sutton hiked it, little man hiked it, uh, and he he's the youngest kid to hike the AT, the youngest person. He's, he's five. And I think he started at four. He turned five on the trail. So... They started in, like, February because they just knew we can't hike 15 miles a day. Like, I think she said their first day they hiked, like, less than five. Like, you know, and they were, like, they knew it was going to take them a long time. So they started in February. So. And the other thing is it's really crowded in April. That's the thing. People want to get ahead of the. The rush. I don't want to hike with 100 people (laughs) starting off. I want to hike with, you know, less. So. It's maybe February might be too early, but, like, March for sure. Yeah. But March is still pretty cold, and April's still cold, too, really, up in the mountains. Yeah. One time, one time we went camping with my family in April, and the wind was so bad. I mean, it was, like, freezing cold. We didn't, that was up at, yeah. And that was up, up was at Clemson. Yeah. That was pretty bad. I do remember that. I do remember that. And that was, at least it wasn't raining, I guess. But, mm-hmm. but so, yeah. I don't know when we're going to do it. Who knows? Who knows? It's not this year. I can tell you that. Um, It's not this year. But it's... I don't know. I don't know. This year we want to take another... Our goal this year is to take another big chunk out of the Foothills Trail. That's our goal this year. That's a solid goal. Um, And then, so... When are we planning on doing our Burles Ford to Sims Field? So we have a lot of stuff planned in the next couple let's, of months. Let's say May. May? May. Late April, May sometime. Because early May. Late okay. April, early May. Okay. We're kinda we're kinda booked until unless we do it in March, but you know. I don't want to do it in March. I don't wanna do it in March because it'll be rainy. It'll be cold rainy. <sighs> So let's do, let's do, um, May would be let's nice. for spring, spring camp out. May would be really nice. Ooh, May would be nice. Um, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. May. Yeah. Yeah. And as always, I feel like we've come to the conclusion that it was great to go away for three day, three nights. And it was also great to come back. It's great you to just, come back. You just need that long weekend to recharge. Yeah, yeah. So our next, what's our next adventure, babe? What's our next thing? You mean on our timeline this year? You yeah, have a it, you have a leadership retreat coming up. You have a work little getaway in March. That, that that'll be fun. That's always fun. That's the March trip. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. April, we're going with scouts to the Kennedy Space Center. So now, so we're getting an inside behind the scenes tour. Of the Kennedy Space Center. We're going to sleep up under the Center of Five Rocket. Center of Five Rocket. That'll be very cool. The kids are really bending my arm trying to trying to get me to let them sleep up under the rocket. I should probably let them. But that means I have to sleep up under the rocket. Mm-hmm. And if I sleep up under the rocket, I, I won't sleep. It's on the hard floor. 
But I can take an air mattress. I can maybe I can use that as an excuse to get a nice to, to get like a nice thermal rest neolite or something. Might do just that. I may do just that. But see so that's coming up. It's like the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, I think um I think that's that's our thing as a family right now is you know fighting for for maybe it sounds cheesy but fighting for that time together um, because everybody could have and maybe this changes as they get older I don't know it probably does a little bit at least everybody could have their own direction they want to go with this sport or that activity or that you know whatever hobby and instead saying nope Our kids still do dance, and and and, um, and Grady wants to do a sport this spring. That's that's totally still on the table. Um, but for now, spending time together as a family is our thing. Um, I guess we're just those those weirdos who enjoy spending time together. That's really all I can say about it. Didn't plug that in. Really fast, please, before it, so the battery doesn't die. Hang on, I might hear some. Flubbing here. Oh, there goes the mic. <laughs> Sorry. Plug it in so we can make it. Saved it. With. And I'm not, you know, I'm not upset at anybody else. Let me just say, I'm not throwing stones at anybody else who has hobbies that that include adult league softball or or lots of golf or anything like that. But I just have no interest in those things. No interest in those things, so that's just my two cents. And I think we were looking at something that we could all do together. You know. I think it's interesting to see people you, know, you have all these plans for when I get older or when the kids get older or whatever. But then people get older and their situation changes and they're unable to do the things that they plan to do. They can't do the things that they put off. Like what? Or, or like anything. Like, you know, somebody gets older and physically... You want to be a civil war reenactor. And physically can't something. do it anymore. Or, or they got to take care of a parent. Or, or you know, they got to take care of a kid. Or they just can't do oh, those things. Oh, yeah. So. You mean like how circumstances change? Yeah, circumstances change with people. So if you have something that you want to do, then do it. Yeah. We're kind of seeing that with our parents, too. Like, just... They want to go, go, go and travel. And they should. If, they, if they're if able to, they should. Because I think they realize, like... You know, we might not be able to do this later on. So, let's do it while we can do it. Do it while we can do it. And right now, we can. We can't do everything, but there's a lot that we can do. Right. And don't sell you or, or your kids short on their ability to do stuff. You know, we're going to take a trip to D.C. this summer, and that's going to be intense. But we're going to have spent all this time walking and, and, and time as a family so that they're going to be in. It's just not going to be that big of a stretch for them. I'm not saying they're not going to complain, because I'm sure they will, but it's just not going to be that big of a stretch for them. Whereas had we never done any walking together or, or if we're all pursuing our own thing, it would be a much different conversation. So. Yeah. I agree. Kids are really resilient too. Like they they tend to bounce back quickly and yeah, they get tired quickly, but they bounce back quickly and they do that thing and I think I think I want our kids to see I'm not interested <coughs> Excuse me, bless me, sorry. Not that I'm not interested, but what I'm I'm more interested in in the day-to-day of your life than I am, you know, the 2% on the weekends or the, you know, 10% on the weekends. I'm much more interested in day-to-day. What are you thinking and feeling about your about a situation? I, I want to be around them when they're experiencing those things. I want to be around them when they're processing, you know, hey, this person said this to me the other day and it made me feel like this. I want to be the one, and Jen wants to be the person who answers the questions about 
you know, where do babies come from? Because those questions come up, or what's something that Honor has asked recently? Not necessarily where do babies come from. I feel like recently, just because we have girls, it's like, why, why did this person say that mean thing to me and hurt my feelings? Yeah. Or, you know, this person says they're my friend, but they acted this way towards me and hurt my feelings. Yeah. What do I do about that? You know, like those hard questions of like, oh. But, I don't know. But yeah, it's good that they, uh, we want our kids to feel like they can ask us anything mm-hmm. at any time. Like, and just to be the, be the ones to be there for them. Yeah. We can't protect our children from everything, from every word that somebody says. You absolutely cannot. From every action that somebody does. You know, as parents, you want the best for your kids, but... You know, I realize that, like, we, we're we not trying to, like, protect, overprotect them or save them from certain situations necessarily, but just to be there. I think we're trying to protect them from things. 100%. I think there's things we're trying to protect them from. It's like, oh, you can't protect them from everything. That's what I'm well, saying. Like, you but, can't. But that doesn't mean that you don't try to protect them from, from anything. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my two cents. I just want to have that open relationship with our kids of like you can come to us and ask us anything or tell us anything. You don't have to dance around the issue. You can just. I want them to see us. I want them to see me. I want them to see us struggle with things and persevere through hard things and know that it's totally normal to fight through and to push through and do hard things that you don't want to do. And I just, I don't know, I just really enjoy that with them. They see us apologize to each other a lot. <laughs> and and we apologize to them a lot. And we say, you know, when we we make a point that, you know, when we mess up, we own it. And we say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And I feel like just them seeing that over and over and over again, I feel like is really, really good. And make them apologize when they mess up. Oh, yeah. It's a constant process, man. It's a constant process. It's so much fun being with them. They're a lot of fun. It's so much fun doing it with you. Thank you. There's nobody else I'd rather do it with. Hey, me too. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, It's a pleasure as always. We'll catch you on the next one. We love you guys. Good night.